This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680-CJOB. Hello, welcome to the show. Cam Poitras, Jim Till. Jim, how was your weekend? It was outstanding, actually. Yeah. I want to thank Glenn and the crew out at Grand Pines Golf Course mm. for hosting a little tournament we like to call the DAF, mm-hmm. and uh, one of my favorite courses in town. And once again, Cam, always a bridesmaid. Yep. Couldn't do it, eh? So close. Part of the 18th, but really I needed to make up like nine strokes in one hole. <laughs> it just was just, oh so close. Just couldn't. You, you know, know, I needed a couple more water balls from the crew I was with. But yeah, no, it was good. How are you doing, man? Happy uh, Monday. It's getting close. It's getting close. Yeah, we are 44 days away. Uh, Josh Morrissey away uh, from the Winnipeg Jets in Calgary to take on the Flames on October 11th to kick off the season. We are getting very, very close. About uh, a little under a month and a half and away from things uh, getting going. Of course, uh, hey, this is news just coming in here. A Winnipeg Jet, former Winnipeg Jet, um, just signing a player uh, professional tryout somewhere else. I'll tell you where that was as the show goes on. As well, Jim and I, uh, we picked our Team Canada for the World Cup if it goes forward. Not this upcoming February, but the, but the next February. Based on, of course, everything you know, what would your Team Canada look like? 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Jim and I are going to give you our list. All that and more to come, but first we are continuing our tour around the Central Division, and uh, we stop in Denver uh, to talk to Connor McGahey. Uh, he is the Avalanche play-by-play man uh, for the high-powered uh, Colorado Avalanche. Hey, Connor, how are you doing? Thanks for jumping on the show again. Oh, Jim, Cam, anytime. Love you guys. Uh, and it's uh, Jim. It's good to hear you're you're getting out and playing. Just like uh, I mean, that's what we're supposed to do in the summer is you know, uh, is play some golf, bad or not. You know, Connor, I learned two things on this weekend. I don't golf enough to actually think I could win anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the second one is, is as my friend told me, what were you trying to do there? And I said, well, I was trying to hope it would. He goes, why are you trying to do anything? We can't do anything. So just. <laughs> Just try and hit it straight. I'm like, you know what? That's a great point. Why am I trying to think I could fade this over that or whatever? But I got out, and that's the key point. See, where does this confidence come every time, though? There's always hope. There's, I mean, you yeah, line up the like, shot, and there's there's hope there. You watch a little golf, and then you watch the Manitoba open, and then you go out there, and you go, you know what? I saw this guy hit a 400-yard bomb that <laughs> faded right. And you duff it off the tee, and you're like, what was I trying to do there again? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's like playing with our crew. Like Mark Mosher, Kyle Keefe, our, our, uh, John Michael Lyles, scratch golfers. So, I mean, any, any time, no matter how good I feel, I'll go out and play with them, and my confidence immediately is, <laughs> is deflated like a balloon at a birthday party. Yeah, I've always said that any person ever needs a confidence uh, sort of reality check, you just go play golf. And then it's like, yeah. Go no play golf. Why, yeah. The world right. comes You can win the Lotto Max and and then the next day play golf and go, well, maybe life isn't that great. <laughs> uh, you know, Connor, uh, when you're looking at the, the Colorado Avalanche this, this season, um, there's some changes. There always is going to be changes like that. But, I mean, I look at it, you have the second best center in the league in, in Nathan McKinnon. You've got the best defenseman in the league in Kel McCarr. Um, I, I, I think at any point in any, in any year, I mean, that's a great place to start. 
and there's still a lot of guys coming here that are going to make a great impact. I mean, Miko Rannon, I mean, there's a long list of guys. Devon Taves making up uh, one of the best two pairings in the league. Um, so of course changes some, some, some things that you, that you wonder, but you, you have to like their chances. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, uh, I think that obviously everything went their way in 2022. That has to be the case when you, uh, when you win the Stanley cup and last year is sort of nothing went their way as, as, as far as it was expected from a, a defending champion. Uh, but the good news about the way that Jared Bednar, Joe Sack, and Chris McFarland operate is, is, is they're pretty honest with themselves about the state of their hockey club and where the weaknesses are. And they address those weaknesses no matter what time of year. And obviously most uh, issues get addressed in the summertime by a draft, by a free agency, by a trades, and I feel like the Avalanche have done a really nice job in addressing the, the big holes that they had last year. Ryan Johansson, you get Nashville to keep half of his salary, so you got him at two years, $4 million per instead of $8 million per that he was making previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, that helps you out on the power play. Uh, it, it, finally, that, that bumper position that they were missing last year, I feel like with, with Nazem Kadri going to – to Calgary, obviously, faceoffs will improve with Ryan Johansson. That second line center conversation that we couldn't stop having all of last year with JT Comfer and Alex Newhook. Johansson really makes that go away. And the other thing was, really, in 2022, the Avs were hard to play against. Mm-hmm. And, and that really came to fruition in, in the final period of game six versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. It was the perfect period of hockey. They were tough to play against. Last year, I really feel like they were a little bit easier to play against. And and I think they've addressed that both with Ross Colton and Miles Wood. Yeah. I mean, I, I single-handedly watched Miles Wood beat the Avalanche twice in New Jersey over the past couple of seasons, and now he's a member of the club. So the, the weaknesses that were very apparent last year is the Avalanche still somehow were able to win the division in the last two minutes of Game 82, um, but then exited in the first round. Uh, I, I, I applaud Chris McFarland in in the uh, the multiple steps that it took to at least on paper address those issues. It's interesting you said Connor like everything went right when they won the Stanley Cup because this is a team that could have won the Stanley Cup a year or two prior and and some injuries and they didn't yeah. get the right breaks and all that. It, there's so much. Even I had Kelly McCrimmon on our show about two weeks ago and he said it, like he went over everything and stuff. But, but then he said you know and let's be honest. People don't understand, you have to be massively lucky to win the Stanley Cup. And he said, once the playoffs started, even though we lost our starting goaltender, we were very, very lucky in in different things or injuries or bounce here and there in key parts of of several series. So when I look at the Avs, like they're good enough to win again. And I guess that's the new NHL, right? Like they've augmented those positions you've talked about. I think there's a fair discussion with Carolina on who has the best decor, you know, one through six, maybe even seven. Yeah. With the Avs. Definitely. But but is that not the NHL when you look at this these moves that the the Avalanche have done in this roster? You know, it's not it doesn't scream no no doubt Stanley Cup champion, but it definitely screams they have just as good a chance as six or seven other teams. And that's kind of how the NHL is now, isn't it? Without a doubt. I mean, on the golf course all summer, we've been having this conversation of like, there, you really don't have any dismal, dismal teams anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Because I remember the, the Avalanche, for whatever reason, 
really the past two years just couldn't beat the Arizona Coyotes. Just couldn't do it. I mean, every time they played Arizona, just played out of their mind. And and even in the season where the Avalanche ended up being the Stanley Cup champion, Arizona uh, was one of the toughest teams that Colorado played against. So you don't have those throwaway wins really anymore. And, And so that means that you have to look at teams that have superpower and balance. And I think that's what Colorado had in 2022, Vegas had this year. And for me, if you have Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon as two forward pieces and Kale McCarr and Devon Taves and Bo Byram, lest we forget him, yes. as defensive pieces, uh, then I, I think that no matter who you can plug in around them, those are players uh, that can make anybody around them better and then make that team better and make that team a contender. So, um, yeah, I think today's NHL is – is all about superpower and, and balance. And I think, uh, you know, uh, the Avalanche are one of those teams that comes to mind. Would that be in the case? Um, Gabriel Landeskog, I mean, you went through a, a ton of key pieces of the Colorado Avalanche. They are a better team with them out there. Um, do you have, is there any information? I mean, is, is he going to play this upcoming season? I mean, I'm sure you don't have any inside info, but what, what's sort of your gut gut feeling on it? Yeah, no, he is not going to play this upcoming season. Um, that was that was uh, already announced, and I think that's good because it it sort of turned into a, a, not a distraction because I think everybody's better than that. But when your captain is out and there's a possibility of his return, then the media is always asking questions, the fans are always asking questions, and 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 the the focus may drift a little bit. So the fact that he came out and said, I'm going to do this, um, this maybe off the board surgery a little bit to try and make it better because nothing else worked. And because of that, I'm not going to play it all next season. I think is a good thing because he can focus on healing himself and the team can focus uh, on really putting together an effort that, that, uh, that puts them back in a position to win. So obviously everyone wants Landis Gog to come back because of his efforts as a player. He's an unbelievable leader. I don't think at least outside of our circle in the central division gets enough credit for being as good of a leader as he is. Um, and that's the tough part. And that's what may have been missing a lot last year is, is a guy like that in the room on the ice, uh, at practice on the road and, the couple trips that he did come on, I mean, he skated when we had a, uh, a long West Coast trip late in the year and uh, came on the trip and everyone was glad to see him and lightened everybody up. And that's just the effect that he has on the team. So the fact that he won't be playing at all this next season definitely hurts that aspect of a hockey team. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't know the uh, the odds of, of him being able to, to come back, but I know that his his therapy is daily and that he's uh, working hard all over North America in, in different spots with different routines to try and be able to come back. And the tough part about Landis Gog is, I mean, it, it's not like, it's not like playing the perimeter. I mean, he's in the trenches all, all the time. And, totally. and when you play that way, it, it ages your body a lot more. So that's the tough part about the type of player that Landis Gog is and trying to get back um, to that point. So we always, you know, hope for the best that he can come back and 
you know, we're hoping that he can pull off a miracle to do so. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting season coming up. Jonathan Drouin, I mean, the, the, his addition, yeah. as you said, Miles Wood, uh, you know, Ross Colton, I mean, Ryan Johansson, I mean, it's going to be interesting. And where Bowen Byron is going to come and where his game is going to go uh, is, is definitely something that's exciting for hockey fans. Uh, Connor McGahey, Avalanche play-by-play man joining us. Connor, always a pleasure. You take care, okay? Enjoy thanks. the rest of your summer. Yeah, yep. thanks, Connor. Hit him straight. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I've, I've got that slice perfected. I, <laughs> I aim to the right, and it ends up in the middle. So, yeah. uh, I, I still know, use my being straight at the end. I it's, still it's use your, my slice too, but I'm told, you know, you're 50 now. Can you grow up and it, try it, to fix this? You know, or? you know, Connor. It's just you're you're bending your knees a little too much. Your shoulders aren't square. <laughs> That's what it is. That, that, that's when I take two minutes for elbowing to the guy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Everybody loves that advice. <laughs> All right, Connor, take care. See you, boys. All right. right. Take care. Let's take a break. One of the greats. Yeah, one of the greats. On the other side, uh, which former Winnipeg Jet assigned a PTO somewhere else? I'll tell you who that is when we come back. And your Team Canada, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. My top Center on Team Canada may surprise you, Jim, or it may not. It might might surprise you, or it might not. I don't know. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Oh, Jim, we only got about 45 seconds here, but Sam Gagne signing a PTO uh, with the Oilers. Back where it all started. Yeah, going third time around there with uh, the Oilers. Man, they love them some Gagne. Yeah, I don't know if he's got another six, eight-point game in him. Well, I'm looking at this Oiler roster, and obviously it'd be a fourth-line role and just looking for a job and B-League minimum. Um, you know, many years, dra- they drafted him sixth overall in the 2001 draft. Flyers, Jackets, Canucks, you know, here he played his thousandth game. Um, look, to me, and this is no disrespect to Sam, he's a great guy and, yeah. and could – I just – I don't know at this age and those surgeries if – if um, like he's going to have to beat out a young guy – that they don't want to burn an ECL on, but they don't have cap room. They don't like he'll yeah. re- my point is I think he'll really have to have a great camp to, to have a shot of making this into a contract. 204-780-6868. Your team Canada. We want your thoughts. We'll give you ours right when we come back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to the show. 204 780 6868 204-780-6868. Uh Texas show. He says Jordo here, longtime listener, loyal listener. Please make me a Jet Sedoon insider and tell me who is the ex-Jet signed elsewhere. Please. That from Jordo at 1215. Well, I made Jordo wait to tell you that it was Sam Gagne. That's how these things work. Jordo, uh, <laughs> you don't get special treatment. I love you. I respect you like McCrazy, but I just can't do that. I can't betray myself like that. Everybody, so I respect you, everybody Jordo. Everybody wants to be an insider. Like being, People have... Not once. And people are mocking insiders these days, right? Like the last year I saw a lot of that. They're like, oh, quote, insider. And all these Twitter handles come up. Well, I'm an uh, insider from the... And I'm just like, why are you bashing this? This is where we get all our information. Not all of it, but yeah. like this is... And you, we only use the trusted ones, you and I anyway. Yeah. Um, but like if a source comes out... Like when, when Logan Stanley apparently asked for a trade, I would have not have said that on the air had it not been for the reporter I know in St. Louis who is a legitimate journalist and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, look, Logan Stanley is he's mm-hmm. has a source of some kind. But like the the Draggers and the Elliot Friedmans of the world and all this get get hacked on all the time for being insiders. You know what? And, and, I, and now that I'm a, sort of a part of this 
sort of vast industry and you, you really rely on these guys and you, you build relationships with them so that they can help you do better. But the amount of relationships that you have to be like Darren Dreger, the amount of relationships he has to continuously cultivate to get information and, and burn and earn trust from people. Some people, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's a heck of a lot of work. Some people make fun of it because they think that the team or the league feeds them stuff. And I'm not denying that at all, that like if if you have the rights, like Elliot Friedman, that yeah. if something like the the Winter Classic or where this is happening or if they're changing a rule, I I think there's some some connection there and, and whatnot or Darren Drager. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, is um, like Darren Drager can text or call uh, Kevin Chivaldayoff and he will answer mm-hmm. and they will have a conversation. Yeah, And so I don't know why they get mocked for that because they think that because they can do that, that Dreger tells exactly what the Jets want him to say. That's not the way it works. No. Corey texts Shevel the off like either confirms or denies or, yeah. or says, I, I, I'm not talking about that, but thanks for the call or, or whatever. Like it's just, it's the trusted ones are the trusted ones for a reason. Cause they, they're the ones who have the conversations and find out what they find out. 204-780-6868. Corey says, I'm an insider. Yeah, you are Corey. Yes. You are. Everyone is an insider. <laughs> I'm an insider. If I get information, like if somebody tells me something like the Wheeler thing. Yeah. I, Drager has that. They're looking at buying them out, blah, blah, blah. Two days later, somebody tells me something and then the work begins. Yeah. I'm like, okay, how, what's the connection? And then I follow the chain and then I go and you contact and like, you're right. There, there's an enormous amount of work in this just to confirm something enough to go. This is what we know. Yeah. And there's things that we hear that we just don't, we don't come on, on the air cause we can't confirm it. Anyways, that's very how it much true. Yes. Tons there's many stuff. things. We, don't, we get lots of texts that way that, so-and-so this or so-and-so that. And we're like, yeah, well, why are you guys talking about this? Well, we can't talk about it unless we actually confirm it's true. This texter says, uh, Cam, uh, cliffhanger Poitras. Yeah, because I teased the Sam Gagne news. He's signing a PTO in, in Edmonton. You yeah. also wrote the script for Dallas when JR got shot. And then you made us wait uh, all I, summer to like, find out who shot JR. I was like three years old. So just be Not that even. level of impressed. You were the Doogie Hauser of screenwriting. I couldn't write. I couldn't hold the pencil with my hand, but I just dictated it to my mom. You're like, mom, peep this, write it down <laughs> and get me some crackers. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby's going to be in the shower. He's not dead. Bobby. Bobby. What a scam. <laughs> when we have, uh, no, when there, I was going to say. It's almost like a three-year-old came up with it. On another day, I will go off. But no, we're never going to spend more time on what a scam Dallas was. <laughs> Every Friday night, my living with my parents watching this, and even as a child going, what do you mean he was asleep the whole time? <laughs> this is awful writing. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Your Team Canada. It was a dream. That's, I came up with it in I a dream. I a whole year of television and you're telling me it didn't actually happen. It no, was a dream. That was, uh, yeah, that was what I came up with that when I was just coming out of a, a nap. <laughs> Good for you. It's uh, original. Yeah. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. We'll start with the forward, we'll start with the forward group and I'll work my way up because, uh, actually, um, we'll, we'll start from the top down because it's sort of the, the third and the fourth line where things sort of might be questionable or, or people might not just might not agree with me. And I, I want to do, okay. First line left wing, Sidney Crosby center, Connor McDavid, right wing, Nathan McKinnon. Sorry. Say that again. Uh, Sidney Crosby, <laughs> left wing, Connor McDavid center, uh, and then right wing, Nathan McKinnon. Yes. Okay. That's, that's it. Well, I don't know if I'm, 
I, I mean, everybody wants that McKinnon and, and uh, McDavid together, yeah. but I think they're both centers, right? Yeah. I don't know if I play them together. I mean, here's yeah. what I did. It's, it's I just put argument, out yeah. the names. I didn't yeah. make the lines because okay. the lines are. But well, go that, ahead. I, you I, did I lines, tried. So I like that. Yeah. I, I try to do so the I lines. So I say yes to that because I think okay. all three of those guys are okay. on there. Okay. Uh, Brad Marchand, Braden Point, Mitch Marner, left wing to center to right wing. Yes. Okay. Uh, Bo Horvat, Steven Stamkos. And this one is, is a question mark, but if he's healthy enough, he should be on this team as Mark Stone. Correct, it, except it, I don't have Bo, uh, Bo Horvat on okay. my team. Uh, fourth Sorry, line. Bo. That's okay. He'll, he'll, he'll forgive you. Uh, this one, uh, fourth line, Pierre-Luc Dubois, John Tavares at center, and then Nick Suzuki on the right wing. And then my extra forwards are Jonathan Huberdeau, who I would have much higher on that list, but after last year, he's got to kind of earn his spot back. Uh, Zach Hyman, I also have as well, just add a little bit more sandpaper to the team, a guy who can play with with Connor McDavid. And then uh, I also have my third extra because if he plays up to his ability, um, can be a real effective player for Team Canada, that's Mark Shifley. That's my forward group. Yeah, Shifley's a, an extra for me. Yeah. I don't have Bull Horvath on the team. And what was your fourth line again? Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, John Tavares, uh, Nick Suzuki. Suzuki had a really good year last year. He just was so caught to, up with a bad with the Habs. Dubois, like this is two years from now, right? Twenty twenty. Yeah, this not yeah. this upcoming February the next. This and based on what we know as of, of this moment. Yeah, so I I agree with I don't have Bull Horvat on the team okay. at all. Not even as a spare. Um, I have the likes of the Dylan because it's two years from now a Dylan Cousins or a Jordan Cairo, mm-hmm. sort of as the extra forwards, or maybe by two years from now in the starting line. That's a very good. That's those are good odds. Yeah, so, I, I, I would. I would. And I, yeah. I'm with you with Stone. I'm kind of you know is Stone if he's healthy for sure. Stone at that stage of his career, just because of his health, might be like I appreciate it, but yeah. in order for me to try and win the Stanley Cup another three years, I might need to take this off. And, yeah, but if he's healthy for sure, he's on the team. I don't know about Shifley. Mm-hmm. Shifley will be 31 years old. Um, I need to know, like, if he's here, I need, yeah. to, if he's here and plays the exact same way, I could see him being a bubble guy. Yeah, I could. Um, but if he's playing the exact same way in a different team, I just don't have him on this, this yeah. roster. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's up to him. He's got, he's got all the tools to make but it. But that's the thing about predicting two years out. But look, yeah. I've got, I mean, I, I think the idea of Stamkos, McKinnon, Mitch Marner, I think the idea of Marshawn Crosby, because that worked so well in the last one. John Tavares is interesting to me, too. Like, he's still a, essentially a point-of-game player. He's one or two yeah. off. But two years from now, um, I, I don't know that I wouldn't, you know, have Nick Suzuki and guys like that higher up in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Matt Barzell's an interesting name, but yeah. essentially I do not have Jonathan Huberto on I, it. I, I just think I, Barzell's a guy who was kind of batting in and around, but I, 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 I he had a really great start to his career, but I, I think there's been sort of a slowdown as things have gone on. And then maybe that's how the teams play different. There's more defensive in with the Islanders, more of a, a key on defense than offense. Um, but I, I, I just think his his it hasn't been a, a you know sort of a, a trajectory upwards with him. That's and that's why I didn't have him on there. Yeah, that was my so thought. that I mean we're all in, save for one or two players, we're all in on that. But I mean, I, the idea I know people love the idea because I do too of McKinnon and McDavid on the same line. Yeah. But I, I also love the idea of, like, are, are you sort of you moving? Like, so you say is your third line center Suzuki because Crosby's your second one. Then yeah. you have to put Crosby to the wing if you're going to go McKinnon-McDavid down the middle. 
I, I like that idea. You know, I, I was thinking like you, you're going to keep McDavid and McKinnon, but why wouldn't you just separate them? Well, that's my, but like why? You I mean, you're loading it up on the top line, but why wouldn't you be have, have more bat? Like, come on. It's like the Oilers with dry side. right. Yeah. They do it because they want the depth. This isn't a team you're lacking depth on. If, no, if you're chasing a goal <laughs> so, in the third quarter, and the idea in the third period, the two fastest skaters on the planet in McKinnon and McDavid on the same line. How do you defend that speed? Yeah. So I, I like that. I get it. I, on another team where I maybe go, yeah, I'd, I'd split them up and go one, two down the middle. I understand why people want McDavid and McKinnon on the same line because you're not hurting for center depth on this team. No, that's absolutely not. 204-780-6868. Let's move to defense. Okay, from the top, uh, we were just talking about this pairing. Uh, Kale McCarr and Devon Taves. Um, second line, Alex Petrangelo and Josh Morrissey. Uh, third pairing, Dougie Hamilton and Brandon Montour. Uh, Thomas Shabbat, Noah Dobson. And, and this is just based on this season coming here, right? And based on what Excuse we me. what we Sorry, know, I, I was trying to time, Thank time you. that I appreciate sneeze it. to take it off the We're air. Not good I don't know if it worked out. It was holding back there. Um, but I have uh, I got Brandon Montour. I think I think he had a great season. Uh, if you're going to have the guys that are sort of uh, Owen Power, might be a guy that's that was sort of really building into something as as as, as things went on here. He might find his way in the lineup, but as of right now, uh, that's the way I have it. Those six guys, and then Thomas Shabbat and Noah Dobson. I have. Um, as the extras. So I have, I, I, my pairing from the same team is Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo. I have those two guys as a pairing, not the number one pairing. I have Kale McCarr and Jeff Chikrin. Uh, I really like Chikrin as a defenseman on this team. Yeah. And then I have Dougie Hamilton. And uh, the names that I have on here are, well, Devin Taves would, would probably go with Dougie Hamilton maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but of the guys that would be that that five six with Dougie Hamilton, it would be Taves, Josh Morrissey, um, Owen Power, Thomas Shabbat. Yeah. So one of those guys would play, and that with Hamilton, and then the other, you know, I don't know if you got to let go of Owen Power part because he's not old enough. Shabbat. You think Petrangelo? Sure I do have Josh Morrissey on this team. Yeah. I just don't know if he's in the five six or if he's the extra demon. Yeah. I, I, there's no way to me that you don't put Dougie Hamilton on this team. Well, yeah. So yeah. when I get into five, six pairings, yeah. I'm looking for guys who can do both, but lean a little bit more towards defensive play. And I know he had an outstanding offensive year, but I yeah. think Josh Morrissey. Um, but then, you know, Owen Power, I'm not saying he doesn't have offense to his game, yeah. but he doesn't have 70 points in his game yet. So mm-hmm. that would be the defensive side. And I would lean towards the guy who's doing both quite well at this time or in 2025. Now, Owen Power could be that guy in 2025. Yeah. I believe heavily in it. But right now, for me, the guy is Josh Morrissey, who can still put up offense, still defend really well. Um, so I, I would leave that. And Taves is in there, too. Like, Taves might yeah. be the 5-6 with Hamilton and Morrissey sitting, or yeah. Morrissey's in there and Taves is sitting, and then you have Power or Shabbat. But I do not have... Dobson's interesting. I, I really yeah. like Noah Dobson. Yeah. So he would be in... That name would be kicked around. But again, I, I would still take Morrissey over him just because of the offense. Yeah, yeah. Dobson's just a real I said solid offense as yeah. opposed to offense. Yeah. I said because of the offense, because of the offensive nature of, of his the offensive offense. nature of his offensive game. Yeah, it is kind of offensive sometimes. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty. We'll have time for you guys' text messages after this, um, but we'll uh, just finish up with what is clearly and most obviously uh, the weak part of Team Canada. Eesh. Uh, and it's not even close. When you look at the Americans bringing out Jake Ottinger and Connor Hallebach and John Gibson, 
in in you know and, and what the Russians can put together, um, the Swedes can put together, the Finns can put together. Um, you 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 look at what Canada has right now in terms of elite goaltenders, and I don't even think they have any um, as of right now. Carter Hart. Uh, Darcy Kemper would be your number one and your two. And then a third, I put Sam Monbeau, um, because if you looked into the analytics and the deep analytics, he had a pretty dang good year. I think you're batting around guys like Stuart Skinner, potentially in that spot as well. Um, but Carter Hart and Darcy Kemper, I think you're your one, two. Well, I'm going to throw out Logan Thompson. Yeah, uh, I think you cart Kemper, whoever's starting, but I'll I'll see another season of Logan Thompson. Yeah, because uh, he had a phenomenal year last year until he got hurt, but it was early in from mm-hmm. what I could see from him. So I'll give him another year, and if he has another year this year, like last year, I'll throw his name in one of the two guys that dress. Yeah, but uh, as of right now, it's it's Hart and Kemper, and you're right. Like when you look at the American goaltenders, there's some other ones around the world. I mean, it's not, this is true. I mean, it's hard to say this This is a weak point on a team like this, but this is the weak point of this Canadian this, roster in two years is the goal. Listen, if, if it comes... Not it, saying it's going to be if, weak, if, but if the world, to the other position. If the World Cup comes in February 2025, and that's the plan, that's where all this is going, that will be the biggest talking point. That is what everybody, everybody in Canada is going to be talking about the net minding. And that's going to be the biggest, biggest, biggest concern. Because when you, you know, the Linus Allmark, Ilya Sorokin, Igor Shosturkin, Andre Vasilevsky, I mean, those, those are the Russians' goaltenders right there. Um, you know, Philip Gustafsson, uh, you know, uh, Alexander Yorgiev for the Russians, Ilya Samsonov, Jonas Korpisalo for the Finns. Well, I look, mean, I mean, it's, it's Russia it's, has Sesterkin, Vasilevsky, UC Soros. Well, Soros is the he, Soros he's starting is, for the Finns. There's no yeah, doubt about that. And Linus Allmark, Jake Ottinger, Goriev, Philip Gustav, Thatcher Demko is not considered for the Team Canada. Is he American? Uh, I he think is. He's, uh, he's American. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, so he, that's my point is that a Linus caliber Allmark for a, the Swedes, yeah. A caliber of the Thatcher Demkos won't even. Yeah, Thatcher Demko's American uh, from San Diego, actually, from Cal- born in that's California. That's right. He's a California kid. Yeah. Santiago. Santiago, yes. I uh, can't tell you what that is in Spanish. Uh, it was not safe for these airwaves, but 204. 204- I don't think that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're right. 204 780 Anyways, this, this will be fun. Maybe we'll do the Americans tomorrow because um, I think the Americans and Canadians are the most interesting. Um, uh, and then you kind of get caught off in some European leagues, and I, I have no standing in some of in some of that stuff. So 204-780-6868, 204-780-6860. What right do you be- think? Right Who did we miss? Right before we let you go, hockey needs this. Yeah. Like, do you remember Otani pitching a trout in the World Baseball Classic? Yeah, you two need outs, McKinnon, bottom of the ninth. You need McKinnon playing Dreisaitl. You yeah. need Hellebuck playing Morrissey or Shifley, or you need yeah. Kyle Connor up against... Nick Ehlers. Yeah. You, like e- even even with the, the obviously. It's the, so good for the sport. Even with the concerns of Russia and all that other stuff and the checks and all, you you have to find a way because um, uh, the Russian players are important to the league and they have to play in some fashion. I don't know they about that. They have to be involved. That in, would involved. be interesting. Well, just don't have a flag like they've been doing at the Olympics for the last little bit. Well, that's true. They've been playing tennis in the same way. Unless without, your without Instagram is still having photos of. The guy responsible for what's going well, on. Well, how do you not? How do you not have the, have Russians in it? How did you not at the Olympics? Two hundred four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Because you're punishing a part of our world. Two hundred five and killing people. Seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. But they're you know the players aren't doing that. Well, no, but some players are supporting it. 
Yeah. Not publicly. Well, yeah. well, I mean, we don't have to get into this, but yeah. I, I, what I wanted to say was I would find that interesting two years from now if we're still in this spot, what they do with that. Yeah, yeah. Jason says, having Russia in the World Cup of Hockey is a hard sell. Remember McDonald's de-arched from the nation? Yeah, there's there was lots of that. Anyways, it's a conversation. Anyways, we'll be right back. Chats at noon on 680-CJOB. Welcome back to the show, 204-780-6868. Uh, got a text uh, this one uh, says, uh, if Cole Perfetti stays healthy and grows, he could make Team Canada. Any player two years from now stays healthy and grows, they can make it. But for my mind, that's why I went Dylan Cousins. Yeah. No disrespect to Cole Perfetti. He could make it, but he's got a longer road to hoe than guys who have had three full seasons like Dylan Cousins continues to develop in and yeah. like he needs to get a full season in and then he needs to sort of be spectacular in a full season. Yeah. And then if that if that happens in two years, fair enough. But that's a hard ask for a Cole Perfetti to come in here and become a point-of-game player. Yeah, I mean... In he, the next two years. Here's the he could, I'm not... But, but this, that's I, why I lean towards a Dylan Cousins he, or somebody like that. Well, Cole Perfetti has had 69 NHL games. That's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, there needs to be some more development. That's like, okay, Owen Power could be on that team. There's no doubt about it. Connor Bedard could be on that team. But we have to wait and see what happens. Connor Bedard could be on that team. Yeah. But Jim, we have to wait. Yeah. Jim Toth is going to take you all the way until three o'clock. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Fortier, for producing the show. That's Thanks, it for folks. me. I'll be back. Hey, great show on Monday. Thanks a lot for the text messages, guys. 204 780 6868. That's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. See ya. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.